0: Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Do you wake up feeling like your best days have passed you by? Omega-3s are essential to the health of your body and cells. Scientists say an imbalance in the omega-3-6 ratio is a major cause of many illnesses. You need testing to know how healthy your cells are. Without testing, you're only guessing. Test yourself at home and start feeling better today. Find out how by calling Rick Kroll at 305-933-4219. Welcome to the Home Business Success Show. Join us as we speak to home business entrepreneurs for tips, tricks, do's, and even don'ts for running a successful home business. Greetings and welcome to the Home Business Success Show here on Biz Radio US. Folks who run home businesses have some pretty serious advantages over people who run brick and mortar, but they also face some unique challenges each week on the show we speak to home business entrepreneurs and we find out about what works for them the do's and don'ts of home business that being said my guest today is daryl r peebles a true polymath which i had to look up which means a person of many talents like a renaissance man i used to think of myself as a renaissance man but then i realized i'm not too good at jousting and armor doesn't suit me very well so anyway (laughs) <laughs> Let's go back to Daryl L Darrell Darrell R. Peebles. He's trained in the art of divinity, fire service, various trades, and much more. Darrell has combined his interests into decades of business and impact on the world around him. He started his first business over sixty five years ago, and has followed that with decades as a pastor, firefighter, magician, artist, performer, community leader author photographer filmmaker and youtube creator not to mention chief cook and bottle washer right (laughs) yeah from appearing on the tonight show to creating a 63-day world tour circling the globe all things are possible for daryl the box was invented simply so daryl would have a place to play outside outside the box welcome to the show
1: daryl Thanks, Hank. It's uh, my honor to be here today with you, and I really sincerely appreciate this opportunity to to get to know you, uh, to chat with you, and to be able to uh, share some things with uh, your large audience, and thank you for that.
0: Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Why don't we begin by telling us about yourself? Like, what kind of things are you up to these days?
1: Well, these days, uh, I have, uh, of course, a YouTube channel. Um, I, I do all kinds of uh, things like uh, still doing fire service. Um, I'm probably going to retire from actively uh, pursuing uh, going to emergency responses in January. Uh, don't tell anyone, but I'm approaching the age of 74. And uh, I will still do some chaplaincy work for them uh, during that time. I, have, uh, I do funerals, weddings. Uh, on demand. Um, I have uh, filled in for a pulpit supply. I was a pastor 50 years and retired. Um, I still do uh, my artwork, write books. Um, I'm actively doing all those things now. My YouTube channel is, I do a production every day, and that's really exciting to put something out positive every day into the world. So lots of things going on, Hank. <laughs>
0: We do have the need for some positive things to go out out into the world every day, because look at all of the, it's like we're floating, or, or in some cases sinking in a sea of multimedia, and most of the messages that we get are not positive ones, so it's great when I come across someone who's putting out positive messages on a daily basis. Been doing that for decades
1: and didn't see any need to stop.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, I assume from what you were saying a few moments ago that as approaching the age of 74 and not doing emergency response service uh, past a certain time, you just are not like up to flinging somebody over your shoulder, you know, and coming down a ladder like you might've been at one time, right?
1: Well, I, I try to stay active and in shape, but, um, the uh, fire service is really a a young person's game. And um, I, I really didn't start till I was in my fifties. And so I've done it over two decades and um, uh, still maintain good health, but it's really the idea of, uh, you know, making room for the, there's a lot of training now, Uh, every, every day you have uh, online training and stuff. And I have so many interests that I I really want to focus on now. I see. Well, you
0: know, I guess the expression, you're as young as you feel, really uh, (laughs) factors in here. Uh, It makes me think of Dick Van Dyke, who is, I think he just turned 97 today, and he could still (laughs) hop up on that table and dance like he did in that Mary Poppins Returns
1: movie. I saw my father, uh, he was disabled at 58, died at 68. He had arthritis, uh, all kinds of uh, ailments and problems, worked hard all his life. And I realized that half of the cards that I'm playing with were his cards and they weren't good, but I'm playing face down. And so I decided I was going to you know, eat properly, exercise every day, competed in track and field till I was 55. Then I had back surgery, got from my mother and started swimming uh, because I knew that I, I was going to have to take uh, int- intentional effort to uh, keep this body, this tool that I have sharpened where I could do the things that I really enjoyed doing. And so I started at a very early age doing that, and uh, it's paid off down the road here. (laughs) And uh, we only have a a few days here on the planet anyway, and so we want to make the most of those that we have and and try to be capable of doing things.
0: That is very, very important because it's not the years that we have, but the quality of those years. Uh, How did you get started in business? You've been in all these different businesses over the years. How did you
1: get (laughs) What put you on the road? Well, the very first thing my father was a, a builder. He had a shop. He built me a, a shoe shine box and I put 10 cents on the side of it. Now I was, this was back in the 1950s. I was probably six, seven, eight, and I went around the neighborhood very safe back then and I shined people's shoes. I cannot tell you how many people probably had to buy a new pair of socks after I shined their shoes. I'm sure I wasn't the greatest, but I made 10 cents. I knew my father needed help, and then as I got into elementary school, they said, you have a a talent for art, so I started taking art, and I started painting signs. I remember Anne's florist was the first sign, and I'm looking back on it. It wasn't the greatest professionally, but she paid me for it, and I thought, well, these things that I do can turn into uh, opportunities to generate income to help the family, and then I started working for my dad as a carpenter. Uh, One of the neighbors had an electrical business, did that. Uh, Of course, in that area, West Point Manufacturing is pretty easy to get a job in textiles. So I grew up doing all of these kinds of things uh, that develop skills and talents. And I realized anything I added to my uh, abilities, uh, they couldn't take it away from me. And so that's how I began to do that and began to turn those into uh, businesses.
0: I see. Was there any type of a business, uh, like an organization that you admired or looked at and said that made some kind of an impact or a a turning point on your business life? Uh, Certainly.
1: Uh, When I uh, got into high school, there was an organization called Junior Achievement. And what it was uh, back then is mostly on computers now, but back then it was hands on all the young people would get together and groups would form companies. Uh, You decide on a product or service, you would sell stock, you would have a vice president of sales, manufacturing and so forth. And then you would either build your product or do your service. And at the end of the year, you hopefully would have made a profit. And then you would uh, give a dividend to the stockholders. And I did that for four years. Each year, I was selected to go to Indiana University to the National JA Conference. And so for those four years, I was building businesses and liquidating them as a high school student. And I began to look at that amongst all the other businesses I was in. So the ones that I had worked in and through that process, I realized there were similarities uh, amongst all of these businesses, certain principles they had uh, that could be applied even to my own life.
0: Yeah, that certainly makes a big, big difference because I think that showed you early on what the process was of being able to gather up your skills and put them into a marketable uh, framework in order to move ahead. A lot of people don't have that opportunity. Now, you were a minister or you still are a minister. You you chose ministry as a career and you did that for years and years. How has that uh, Played a role in in your business, <laughs> uh, in your business life,
1: right? Well, my uh, my first degree, undergraduate degree, was uh, a bachelor of fine arts and visual design, graphic design from Auburn University, and became an artist and an art director in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, during that time, I felt really restrained. I was in a kind of like in the box. <laughs> I had to do the same thing over and over, and I had all these other gifts and talents and interests uh, that I, I was limited to. And I had grown up in the church and uh, people in the church said you should be a pastor. And I said, no. But finally, I I got to the point. I thought, well, Lord, if I became a pastor, uh, would I be able to use more of these uh, gifts and talents and skills that you've given me? And it was sort of a resounding through the clouds. Duh. (laughs) Like. I said, okay, I get it. I did not know that uh, God had such a sense of humor, but I took it and went off. And I went back, got my master of divinity degree, started serving churches and did that for 50 years. During that time, I realized the flexibility of schedule. I always gave the church work that I was doing uh, at least 50 to 60 hours a week. But I, I enjoyed uh, working more than that to be able to do the things that I really enjoyed. And so the different things like doing magic shows and uh, uh, doing artwork and all these kinds of interests and writing, uh, I realized one time that the church did not pay much and, and I was doing a lot of this for free. And so I, I thought, well, you know, I, I really need some more income. And I sort of heard a voice say, uh, Daryl, other people get paid for those things. And I thought, yeah, so I began to turn those into businesses. And uh, whether it's doing uh, corporate speaking or magic shows, I developed a lot of training through the years, and a lot of experiences, in a lot of settings. And so that allowed me then to move into fire service, because that's another way of giving back to the community. And um, it didn't really make a lot of money, but it it provided a lot of skills and uh, did a good thing for the community. Um, and it was in that framework of being a pastor that I had my hands on life and death struggles with people every day, uh, dealing with counseling, dealing with um, funerals, with new babies, uh, like really close to the inside of people's lives, but also with the experience of working and the working place out here. And, and all of that blended together to allow me uh, to develop and expand businesses uh, while I was still uh, doing other things that were very productive.
0: Yeah, I would think that being a minister like that, you talked about all of the depth of human experience that you came upon. That must really show you almost every aspect of what people go through in their daily lives. And uh, I would say if that doesn't necessarily uh, give you tools for business, it gives you tools for better living, for sure. Uh Going back to business, what do you think are some of the key components people need for success in
1: business? Okay. uh, What I discovered was I I did several businesses that uh, worked with networking and people like that. And through that time, I looked at it as uh, another, uh, not a college degree, but uh, certainly a a high level of training uh, because I began to read copiously books and tapes, listen to tapes, and now online uh, types of uh, uh, different ways people share knowledge. And so I went through probably five to 10 years there of just really learning about big people and business and, um, and how to share with others and network, and I became a sponge for knowledge. So I think the first thing would be uh, for anybody that wants to have a business is uh, be a sponge for knowledge and then learn to be flexible. Now, when the when the pandemic shut down, everything, suddenly, uh, magic shows stopped, the church services stopped, most everything that had to do with human contact stopped. And so I learned you have to be flexible and you look for how to make that lemonade out of the lemons. And through the pandemic and the challenges, I began to develop other things like uh, my YouTube channel, started writing more books, and uh, began to learn how to share that with other people. And so aside from being a sponge for knowledge, I'd say flexibility, uh, learning to whatever comes, comes. Now, what are you going to do? And then the attitude that you have to have um, uh, to have a good mindset and attitude of moving forward uh, every day, looking for the next thing to do, not worrying so much about the past. You learn from the past. But that attitude, I think, needs to be positive. My blood type is B-positive. And that told me right off, you need to be positive. And uh, I could find anything I wanted to about my body that would stop a human being. Uh, I could find somewhere, somewhere, you know, snap, crackle, and pop when you get out of the morning. Uh, The bed It's not cereal. It's my body making noises and things (laughs) like that. But everybody's got stuff. But what do you have that still works? And so I say that and learn to speak positively. Don't dwell on what's hurting about you. Dwell on what you can do. Dwell on what your skills are. And, and then start talking about what you see as a vision. Always have a vision of where you'd like to go and allow that to be shaped and molded because uh, too many people talk about what they don't have instead of what they could have. And you need to start speaking in terms, I think, of... Uh, as if you already have it, you, you, you speak, um, like, um, I am a successful, um, widget maker. Well, okay. you want to say that at the first widget, we have start a crop hunger walk here. And that was back in the, uh, early eighties. And, uh, we ended up getting like over 3000 people to, uh, and over a period of time got $2 million. But we, I started designing t-shirts and, uh, Ads and I put in there, come join us, be a part of the world's largest crop walk. We just had a committee, but I put it out there, be a part of the world's largest. Turns out at that point, it became the world's largest crop walk. Now, others have passed it since then, but you go ahead and uh, start speaking about the vision that you already see taking place before others can see it. And so I think that is, and then, um, Learn from everything. Develop a network of team. You can't do it all by yourself. Make good contacts with good people. Uh, appreciate everybody that's out there, whether they seem like they're not doing that good a job or not. But appreciate them because you learn from everything. Especially things that people call failures. For us, they're not failures. They're ways to learn. I think Edison what figured out ten thousand ways the light bulb didn't work, <laughs> whatever it was, but. Uh, you're just checking off things that don't and learn from it. So I think those are the real key things that I'd like to share today about um, anybody that's doing anything. uh, It's not so much the widget. It's not so much the service that right there is some of the key things that you can control uh, and and you can only control what you can control. And another thing I've learned through the years, I'd like to share with people is uh, I go to the post office and I say, uh, they say, How are you doing? I say, It's uh, fantastic. It's wonderful. And they'll say, Well, the, the weather is nice today. And I said, I don't let the weather decide how I'm going to be. In fact, we should not let any of our surroundings or things that are happening to us take charge of who we are and how we are. We, on the other hand, if we don't tell them where the goat's tied, they can't get the goat. <laughs> and so we, on our, our, ourselves, should always embrace who we are and not let something else out there determine who we are.
0: So if we could uh, encapsulate this, because I believe we're probably running pretty short of time. If we can encapsulate this, I think the two greatest things that I've heard today are one to act as if I'm already a successful widget maker. I am a successful widget maker. I am a successful PR guy, whatever it is that you do and then take the steps to do that. And then the, uh, other part of it has to do with finding your motivation from within and not letting all of the stuff outside influence us. You know, like the people say, Oh, today is Monday. I said, well, I feel pretty good today is Monday and I'll (laughs) feel pretty good on a Tuesday too. Anyway, is there anything that I haven't asked that you'd like to tell us maybe about the people's motivation bureau or anything else?
1: Well, yes. A couple of things. Uh, When you go into business, I believe you need to find out what it is that people need and they want. Not what you feel like you can give them, but you find out what it is they need, they're looking for, and they want. And then you find out how I can deliver that to them. Maybe they don't need my exact widget, but they really need something else. And I may be able to modify my widget to meet their need. So instead of focusing on how I can build the best widget that's ever been built in the world or be the best magician in the world or be the best entertainer in the world, whatever it is, how can I do what I am and what I have to meet their needs? And then also, uh, uh, find, a, you know, I tell people, find what it is that will get you out of the bed in the morning. You're so excited about it, you can't stay in the bed Then figure out how, how to get paid for it. And that's, that's your, that's why. That's 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 your why. That's knowing your why,
0: getting it. paid for your why. Yeah. Uh, one of the yeah. last things I'd like to ask is how do our listeners get in touch with you?
1: Okay. First of all, I have a website. It's peebles.com. Now, my mother stuttered. It's D A R R Y L and P E E B L E S, right? She didn't really stutter, but <laughs> she'll forgive me for that. It's two R's and, and two E's over there because, and it's Y L. Daryl That will t- take you to a lot of different things. And on there, there's a link to my YouTube channel. Daily dose of Daryl. I created it when the pandemic started to put something positive out there, encouraging, inspirational, motivational. Every day it's free. It's a free service. And uh, it's it's about now 800 days worth <laughs> or more. That's a and, lot
0: of that's a lot of YouTube.
1: And I, hey. I produce one for each day. And I publish all seven on Sunday night. And so you get Sunday night and you go to the info, click on what day you want to listen to, or the whole week in about 17 minutes. So that's those very, are the key ways.
0: That's very cool. I'm pretty sure that we're out of time. So I want to thank you for being here. And to our listeners, tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. for the Home Business Success Show on Biz Radio US. Before I go, I want to tell you that there are some great resources available to home business entrepreneurs, including the Home Business Success Community, an online membership support community of like-minded home business entrepreneurs. Contact me to find out more. Just go to just go to bizradio.us, click on Shows, and then click on the Home Business Success Show, and you'll find all of my contact information. Remember, You can achieve success, freedom, and independence in your own home business. I've done it. Daryl has done it. And you can do it too. We'll see you next week. This is Hank Eater wishing all of you a fabulous day of home business success. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.